Here's What Happened is a proud member of the Wyville podcast community. Hey guys, welcome to a special episode of So Here's What Happened. I am joined by my lovely co-host, Carolyn. Hi. And our lovely guest who is back again. We got we got her back twice this year. The ever booked and busy, Stephanie Williams. Hey, I'm happy to be back. Yes, we are so happy that you to have you back. Um, and specifically for y'all to let y'all know why she is back. She is here today to talk with us about Nubia and the Amazons. So, Yay. Steph, if you want to, I mean, for people who do not know Steph, I don't know why y'all don't know her by now. If you have been listening to this podcast, you're doing a misjustice to yourself. But, <laughs> Steph, if you want to tell the people, like, a brief, like, who you are and what you do. Uh, ooh, I don't even know. And I keep, I get asked this every single time. And you think I have a permanent answer and I don't. But uh, so right now I am a uh, comic writer, not fully full time because uh, comic does, you know, comic doesn't pay as great as mm-hmm. it should. Uh, but I am doing that and um, kind of really easing out of or leaving the whole uh, journalism side of the pop culture stuff that I used to do. So talking about comics, um, TV shows and movies and stuff that I was watching, really just been trying to reserve that for, you know, just talking about them on podcasts and not necessarily writing, writing about them because I'm at the point now I'm like, well, can I write about what somebody else has done or hopefully write that myself for those mm. characters? Awesome. Well, thank you for that. Um, and so again, for those of y'all who do not, do not know this, um, Nubia and the Amazons came out early this month at the time that we're recording. It is October. So make sure y'all go pick that up and support. It is one of six issues. So we're going to be talking about um, issue number one. Um, I apologize right now if I mess up any comic speak because I am strictly manga most of the, most of the Listen, time. It is all right. <laughs> I am not one of those sticklers, so it's totally fine. All I care is if you if you read it, but honestly, uh, that's one of the great things that I've that's happened with me being Amazons. There's been a lot of folks who either have never read comics or weren't really avid readers who mm-hmm. uh, were nice enough to let me know, like, hey, I decided to pick up a book because of this. Um, so thank you. Yeah. Which I will say, this has probably been, that's my experience with this is this is one of the first comics I have picked up in a while that Mm -hmm. wasn't like a completed set. Um, Like, you know, I read and reviewed The Banks last year, or maybe like a year and a half ago. And I'm like, I really like comics that come in complete sets. I don't like to, I don't usually like to buy multiple issues. But when it, when I heard about Nubia getting her own comic, I had to get it. So well, I appreciate that because I'm also somebody who um, if I I don't know, like I'll buy the single issues if it's something that I know definitely needs that type of support. But I, too, like to wait for the trade paperbacks or omnibuses to come out mm-hmm. for me. I was very excited because I know I have very cursory. Like we've talked about this before. Like I have a very cursory knowledge <laughs> of the Amazon um, storyline, and mm-hmm. but I do know Nubia, and I kind of like mm-hmm. how I like I've read the comic. I'm waiting for the physical copies because they messed me up, and my copies were not delivered, so I got the digital copies. But I was reading it, and I and I and I think it's a perfect introduction to the lore of the Amazons and like mm-hmm. the Well of Souls and Themyscira. 
So I think it's a, 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 for someone like me and for others who don't have any knowledge, I think like the way you guys structure the story and do an introduction to the story, it gives us enough to want to know more, but still gives mm -hmm. us enough to actually be invest, to get invested in the, in the characters and the lore. And it gives us enough information to go on. If someone does talk, it's like, yes, I actually know what the Well of Souls is now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Which is great. Um, Cause that was definitely the intention that, um, while writing this, um, I definitely had just new comic readers and also readers who weren't familiar with the Wonder Woman mythos, uh, the mascara, the Amazons, any of that to feel as though they could hop into this world and not feel like they had to read a whole bunch of other Wonder Woman stuff. Like as much as this is a reintroduction to Nubia, um, it's also like a reintroduction to the Amazons, the mascara, and just kind of how life is on there. Mm -hmm. And I love, and I really do love that about, about this series. Um, it's just because like, as like being a longtime Wonder Woman fan and then like a Nubia fan too, because Nubia's history <laughs> is like, she'd been here for so long. And yeah. it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I've always wanted more of Nubia where like a story is really truly centered on her. Yeah. And I feel like y'all really delivered on this, but real quick, I did want to read like the, summary for our listeners so for people who may not be familiar with the title and then we can like continue our discussion but just to give y'all a brief summary for those of y'all who may not know after the thrilling events of infinite frontier nubia becomes queen of the mascara but the new title also brings challenges while um with the unexpected arrival of new amazons our hero is forced to reckon with her past and forge a new path forward for her sisters little does she know a great evil grows beneath the island it's and it's up to um to this former guardian of doom's doorway to unite her tribe before paradise is lost forever this unforgettable miniseries from writers vita ayala uh stephanie williams along with all-star artist uh aletha martinez bring brings the fan favorite character back to the dcu for good after nubia the world of the amazons will never be the same so now y'all pause this podcast go to your comic book stores and buy this or go buy it digitally on your phones Great. Welcome back. You have the book. <laughs> now we can continue with our, now, now let's get back to the discussion. I will plug this book to everyone. I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. No, don't apologize for that. Oh, I, I'm, I, when I, I, I tell you, I love Nubia. So I'm, I'm about to be, I'm about to probably buy like four more copies of this and gift this to all my little cousins who, who like comics. I'm like, look, gifts. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so as we were saying, I guess like I'm very curious, like what got, what was the inspiration for, you know, to tell this story? Like uh, when it came, like how did y'all conceptualize how to tell this story? Uh, so we were pretty much told um, that we were not only free to change Nubia's origin story, but mm. we needed to change it um, just because Ethi kind of wanted to move away from her original origin story and her and Diana being um, uh, like blood sisters. And the reason for that is if you've read that origin story, essentially um, Nubia is also made of mud um, mm -hmm. or darker clay um, in the same fashion that Diana is. She is kidnapped by um, Mars and then brainwashed, shows up on the island, challenges Wonder Woman for um, her title the fight stops and then that's when um you know Hippolyta kind of tells Wonder Woman what happens or Hippolyta's memories are unlocked 
and um, Nubia comes back, her and Diana do their thing, um, defeat Mars, and then they just kind of go their separate ways. Mm-hmm. And we don't see Nubia again until Ava's, I think it's Supergirl 9 or uh, Super Friends 25, but either which, whichever, it doesn't matter because we don't see her again for like another 20 years and blah, blah, blah. So uh, in that, um, I thought of... Um, First off, young Diana had already had the Well of Souls there. So I'm like, okay, that's great. And because of the way that I kind of read comics and research them, I always love when things are connected. So why work harder when you can work smarter? So mm. since young Diana had already introduced the Well of Souls, and from my understanding of the well from uh, George Perez's introduction of the Cavern of Souls, um, that was when, that was the first time you start to see uh, Themyscira with different uh, women on the um, island that weren't just white. <laughs> there were uh, there was a right. still predominantly white, white, but there were a little bit uh, at least some variety in skin tone um, and ethnicities. So thinking about that and the fact that it is 2021, so how do we build upon that brilliant idea that just kind of answers all questions um, and really leaves no room for any arguments against how different women can be on this island that aren't just white. Mm -hmm. Uh, So um, in giving Nubia that introduction where she comes through the Well of Souls um, that allowed us to one, still have that connection for her and Diana being sister, so to say, like the big sister, little sister dynamic because um, Nubia comes through the well the same day that Diana is born. Um, and then also for us to introduce new Amazons um, in our book, uh, because the Well of Souls have been closed since Nubia had last come out. So her becoming queen to kind of emphasize, hey, the mascara is an island that, um, you know, there's some, there's some magic there. Like there, like if you, uh, there's a connection between the island and its inhabitants, and there's definitely a connection between the island and whoever is queen. So um, that just, it, I don't know, like it just worked out. So if George Rez in theory introduced the Cavern of Souls so that we can get some diversity on Themyscira, then we should push that further and also further challenge what it means and to be an Amazon. So, um, <laughs> you know, if you think about the soul, uh, it has absolutely nothing to do with the physical body. So we are saying it was a way for us to say on a divine level and in a definitive level and not just in subtext and hey, trans Amazons exist and mm-hmm. to further let you know that and solidify that um, we created Bia, um, who is a black trans Amazon. And I love that. Yeah, it just, um, I mean, not to say that it was simple and easy to minimize the importance, but to say that it just made sense mm-hmm. on a phil- on a philosophical level like it just made sense to do that um and it was something that we wanted to do because uh, mm-hmm. i know how subtext for a lot of queer folks including myself has been um pretty vital um because there's just you don't see that representation all the time so you got to grab on to the stuff that's in between the pages in between um the words written um in the bubble so what better mm-hmm. way to move from that and just make it a definitive, unchallengeable thing because that character exists. And we are also saying that with this well, um, other trans Amazons also exist. And it's important to challenge the ideals 
an ideology of the mascara um, mm-hmm. because it has been an island that for a lot of folks hasn't felt all that welcoming. Right. What I love about the introduction of not only Bia but the other characters because is that you we, we get to know these um, these women who are like in their previous lives would have been um, treated awfully because of their sexual identity, their race and their gender, and also as well as their um, ethnicities, because there's a character mm-hmm. like Delphine, who because she's wearing a sari, you know that her that she was Indian, that she was South, South mm-hmm. Asian, right? And I think it's important that you get all of these different types of women existing in Themyscira. And I think, it, like I just said, like, it makes sense for them to exist now. And it makes sense for it, they should have existed before because like as you said the soul has no identity but it but it just carries over if anything your your personality and what makes you you but mm-hmm. when you when like in the beginning like you get the sense that the well of souls is um is a second chance for women who've been abused and mistreated mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's kind of pointed out with um with nubia when she arrives like she's told that you died a violent death and um, that kind of struck a chord with me because there was a there is a series of books that I read um, a few like probably like four or five years ago. Um, I, I I'm not sure if they're written by Eve Langley, but it's a similar genre where there's like shapeshifters and and there's these women who are and I believe they're probably in stories probably inspired by Themyscira, where it's like these women who were died who died violent deaths. They come back in 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 another in their own bodies, but like their souls are renewed and they're like super strong and they can shapeshift mm-hmm. them, they can become crows so you know what i mean like they have these mm-hmm. um these alternate identities and it kind of reminded me of that as like women go through so much in our lives that we always wish we could be somehow stronger physically or mentally we have these kind of powers and like i kind of see them as as this land where women could just be who who they want to be and they and they're also empowered and they're strong but they have that that um, community of sister because sisterhood is so important mm-hmm. to, i think to female survival Absolutely, um, which creates a really fun world to play with because um, as they are communing in, communing in sisterhood and all of that, um, what does that look like? And what happens when there is still some friction because um, you know things like the patriarchy exist because it's not just men upholding those things, it's also people who are just non-men as well Mm -hmm. um and for i know me personally like when i think of like wonder woman and amazons and the mascara there's a little bit of white feminism that mars it a little bit so um in thinking of that it was really important to show how great and how loving and how nurturing the mascara can be in that first issue before blow it up and say oh but things are not perfect because utopias are only utopias depending on what the the perspective of the person mm-hmm. um and that's something that we that we want to um that we will be challenging um in the rest of the series because it is the prelude to trial of the amazons because there aren't just the mascara and amazons there are other ones um the bond of mcdall and also uh, the tribe that Yara Floor comes from. So really kind of setting up this bigger thing of, you know, oof, I hate to bring up this Jay-Z song, but, you know, um, nobody wins when the family feuds. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of talking about those personal transgressions against one another and how that hinders the growth um, and the trust and all of that between family members um, or the sisterhood. 
Right. Which I I really like how that's touched on and like every like what you just said there, but like how it's kind of like lightly touched on this first issue too, because you like you kind of mm-hmm. get a sense of in the context, like like or reading between the lines, you pick up like, mm, okay, there's something more here. And like yeah. to your point, I do I, I and that's the thing, like being a Wonder Woman fan, um, like most people who have been longtime fans, but like specifically when we talk about being a black woman or like a woman of color, even um, in general, like you identify when like, you just don't feel like, well, I feel accepted at the mascara. Mm-hmm. Like, cause on one hand, like, you know, the mascara like is a utopia, it's supposed to be a utopian for all women. But at the same time, let's not act like it's going to be like the most welcoming utopia ever. Cause like you said, there's still issues there. And I like how yeah. this Themyscira that y'all have created gives a an inclusive look, but doesn't hide behind the idea of, oh, it's paradise. It's fine. Nothing bad is happening here. Because like, even if it, even if this is like, you know, paradise, there's, st- there could still be issues beneath the surface that well, could be bubbling over. <laughs> beneath the surface for real, because, um, mm-hmm. That's why we also incorporated Doom's Doorway um, and bringing mm. that back to the forefront of the mythos because Doom's Doorway or Door to Tataris uh, um, is essentially a prison. So right. the mascara is like this beautiful mask for um, a prison. So there will also be some challenging of um, like, what does that mean? And what does that mean? Like, what role do the Amazons play in that? And what does that say about them kind of being the wardens of um yeah the like the the wardens of this uh this prison um created by the gods mm-hmm. and like is every like you know what's going on behind the door again um just thinking of wonder woman's lasso of truth truth is also subjective mm-hmm. that's another thing that can vary from that from you know from viewpoints to vantage points to experience and stuff so again also challenging that because while they might be reborn in their most version of their perfect body or whatever that does not mean that everything on that island is perfect because that's far from the truth mm-hmm. and you're saying that doom's doorway is um basically is like the doorway to prison it kind of like as you said it kind of like made me think like how women even even in paradise, women still have to clean up other people's ish, <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know, like still have to like monitor and look after things because like perhaps you, they can't trust uh, men to be the ones to guard Doom's story because you don't know what kind of shenanigans they may get up to. And <laughs> while the women may have strife amongst each other, it's it still kind of comes down to the whole thing that at the end of the day they still know they have to support each other they still know they all have a duty mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. and they won't let their own egos or i'm hoping fingers crossed we hope that we, we hope, hope. <laughs> uh, they, they, they'll be like listen girl i can't deal with you and your nonsense right now we got we got ish to go for the way we could deal with this at the end at the end of the battle before all hell breaks loose because at the end of the book and that's like like, like how it looks like it's breaking loose but mm-hmm. I, I think it like, just you saying that kind of made me think like how like we talk about this all the time how women especially black women and you got like Nubia being in charge or you are like basically look to to look to clean up other people's mess and take charge of other people's mess but then at the end of the day it's like you could have listened to me like 10 15 years ago look, look, we got to come here and do deal with all of this headache 
No, because they didn't listen to me. And I can imagine that you, that you said it's created by the gods and they're like, they didn't listen to Nubia or they didn't listen to Diana or to Herma or to Hippolyta, you know, or to all the women. Like, mm-hmm. we got all this follow. No, because of this. Mm. Yeah. And then um, there's also the part of uh, the way that Nubia came into her uh, crown or to, into this position that uh, I'm happy that we're going to be able to explore because of the way that it was set up in Infinite Frontier um, Zero, where Nubia becomes queen, sim- not simply, but because she was willing to look um, Medusa's, uh, Medusa in the face, like look at Medusa's head, but Apollos is like, no, nah, you ain't got to do that girl because it's not really even, here. it's not here somewhere else. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Um, so in that, in her doing that, she goes from being champion of Dune's doorway to, um, for like centuries, um, to being now queen of Themyscira. Now, as she's been champion of Dune's doorway, she's been sequestered away essentially from everyone else for the majority of her time on this island. Like she's been able to have interactions with folks, but it's not the same as someone who did, did not have that burden. So what does that do to somebody? Um, How does that change their perspective? Um, And then what is it like for them to kind of be uprooted from that position by their own actions? Um, And how does that leave you? Um, I think that's why in the opening first two pages, first three pages, when Nubia wakes up and we know like something's happened with the well, you know, and have her having that moment moment of vulnerability as she is getting ready and then finding her confidence again and her, like, it should be made clear that Nubia is a badass, but also she is still very much human <laughs> and right. no one is just like this, this strong robot. Because that was very important that um, even though, you know, Nubia is the champion, was the champion of the Dunes doorway and is strong and can do all these things, there, there is, um, there's death to her. Like any uh, just real person, especially a Black woman, it is not all just strong, strong, strong. Like um, there are very real moments where she kind of questions her ability to do what she needs to do. And if this is even what she is destined to do maybe she was better off just staying at dune's doorway and i like to add to that like talking about nubia's character i feel like that really comes through and y'all do an awesome job of showing that and like her hesitation to just choose one champion she doesn't want somebody to go through what she went through for centuries Mm -hmm. she and even though like you know they there's the you know, not giving too many spoilers away for people who want to read, but like, it's not a big spoiler. It's just like the converse they're talking about, like having it a rotating shift was not a permanent plan, but you could easily see, I could like, even though y'all don't have to like spell it out immediately, it makes sense that like knowing what Nubia went through, it makes perfect sense that she would not want one person to carry that burden alone. And instead she sees a reason for it to be something that multiple people should share together so that they aren't secluded and left and like left or like no one is made to feel that they are just like left to doing that duty themselves because like that's an immense burden to put on anybody and I feel like kind of like what we're talking about is how many times in like our lives as women or like people in general do we feel like is there just a burden that's put on us and we just feel like there's no one here to help us and and that when like you need help 
Yeah, and like in the the interesting thing of it too, um, and it's why it was important to show like Amazon's, uh, like the new ones when they come through the well, um, you know, of course they're taken in, celebrated, but they're also kind of put through these tests to see like, you know, what are you good at now that you're Mm -hmm. on this island? And um, in a way that's kind of like, (laughs) kind of messed up foreboding of, well, will you be stuck doing this one thing or are you open to change? Um, You know, but Princess um, Diana, you know, part of her, part of the frustration of Hippolyta not wanting her to leave is that, um, you know, Diana's supposed to take her place as queen. Diana is no longer there now. So this is uh, why uh, she has to go about things differently in crowning Nubia. But that's another thing that we're challenging. These women have been alive for a very, very, very long time. So what does that mean? Like, what does that do to someone's perception of time and their perception of self? So Mm -hmm. while Nubia might have maybe enjoyed the first I don't know, several decades or whatever of being um, champion of Doom's doorway, that doesn't mean that she wouldn't have any other desires or um, anything else that she possibly would want to do. Um, And her and Diana, when Diana was a small girl in the book series, Young Diana, kind of had that conversation about, um, you know, what does it mean when people have these other expectations on you, but you feel as though you want to do something else? Or can you, can your destiny, like, can it change? Is your destiny always just this one thing or can it evolve? Mm. Hmm. Yeah. And going from, there's something um, I thought it was interesting. I think it kind of ties into that, like about, because you're talking about destiny and who, and we, and then we, uh, before we talked about like who we are intrinsically as people. And I, I think it's so, I think one of, one of the things I love doing these kind of discussions is we're talking about a comment, but we're talking about it so deeply because a lot of these things apply to, I think, to like how we relate to life. And like, um, oh my gosh, forgive me. I'm here looking at the thing and I'm looking for her name. No, it's but okay. it's the character who guards the Wall of Souls. And Magla? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I think there's a scene that's very interesting where she has these collections. She calls them trinkets, mm-hmm. and and these things that Diana had collected while she was on Earth, and she's keeping them. She's and she kept them for all these hundreds of years that the Well of Souls has been closed. But these new women have come through, and she's giving out these trinkets. And it's like one is a pen, one is a plant, you know. And it's kind of like how, I, and it kind of reminded me how in um some Asian cultures, in South Korean cultures, like for the 100 day celebration of a baby's birth they have this ceremony where they lay out these um these items and whatever the baby chooses is is said to determine what the child would become so if they pick up like a stethoscope a stethoscope they might become a doctor you know if they pick up a gavel they become a judge or a lawyer if they pick up a pen they'll become a writer and the scene kind of reminded me of that and it kind of also made me think about how so like kind of like i think for us like all three of us like we've started like doing this kind of job like for you as a writer and writing comics and stuff and yeah we started late in life you know we didn't start Mm -hmm. in our teens we didn't start in our 20s like we're fulfilling our dreams now that we're in well me and you're in our 30s stephanie nisha she's we're old i turned 30 i turned 30 next month man oh there you go I won't be a baby no more. <laughs> you get all the the squatting you need to do out the way. My now. Megan the Stallion needs are retired. Oh, no, they'll, they'll 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 still be there. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, but but, but that's still, still works. You know, that's kind of reminding me of that how like you can say how women 
or like you know people say oh once you pass a certain age you can't do these things like but that's the kind of information that it doesn't matter how old you are like Mm -hmm. once you decide this is what you want to do you can go through it like your second chance or your third or fourth chance can come at any age at any stage in life and that scene kind of reminded me of that yeah um and honestly that the book is kind of saying that on both like the more intimate level and the huge level um even with somebody coming through the well of souls um you know that's kind of how um why i have the scene i think just before they uh do the uh warrior stuff like with the rope climbing and whatnot yeah. um they kind of have that conversation like okay well like what if i was this and that in a previous life and um the answer to that is it doesn't matter you're amazon now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and you can become what you want and it's kind of funny because when i was younger i wanted to be a marine, marine biologist but and one of the characters says like she's like what if i was a marine biologist i'm like yeah. that's what i wanted to be too and that's I because do. i wanted to be a marine biologist or oh, a um oh. also a um paleontologist i did still go into science it just wasn't for those things mm-hmm. like, i did biology and i was like i'm gonna be a marine biologist i was like taking scuba i was snorkeling every weekend back home i started yeah. to, I was looking to do my patty certification life didn't work out that way but here i am doing my also other secret dream which is film criticism and talking yes. to you so like i yeah. love that like like for like for the three of us and for other women who will be listening and a lot of women that we all three of us interact with on Twitter mm-hmm. like we got into this work and into this the like doing like the nerd or the blurred feel like pretty like some people consider it late but I'm like we're here and like and there's a line in the comments she's like I'm still here and it reminded me of that scene with him you know that yes. video where um my girl was like I singing the song I'm still here yes <laughs> Tisha Campbell yes yes I love it Oh my gosh. And and that's something I want to talk about. That's like how you staff have um gotten a little how you put you and Vida, I think I put a bit of your personalities in to these characters. So can you talk a bit about like just putting a bit of your own experiences and your own personalities into these characters? Because there's some scenes where I'm just like that sounds like staff. I'm like I can mm-hmm. picture staff. Well, funny enough, um <laughs> it is um so the scripting, um, I did all of that uh so it's been funny for folks to pick out certain lines that they just knew definitively was me. Cause I mean, clearly y'all wasn't wrong, but I go real Steph on some parts um, Mm. and others. I'm just trying to show another version of Stephanie because I feel like a lot of folks are really more so familiar with my funny stuff um, and not really the deep philosophical, you know, kind of heavier subjects and stuff. So that has been fun. Like that's been exciting to kind of um, flex that a little bit. And these women present a really great opportunity to do that. Um, and it's actually made the process of working with Vita something that um, I'm thankful for. Because originally when I was asked, hey, you want to um, write new be on Amazon? So I was like, first, like, what do you mean? Because uh, I just, you know, haven't been writing comics for that long. And not to discredit myself, but Mm-hmm. you know it's sometimes you know it just takes a while um and I'm like I'm not a New York Times bestseller or have a PhD or any of that so um it was just I understood how huge the moment was um so to have Vita there to help uh help me you know, like curate the story and be there as a sounding board for um ideas that I had and how to like get story flow and pacing together because this is way different than you know, either writing two pages or eight pages or whatever, like it's a full series of, of six books, 22 pages, and then more to come after that. So you have to be very thoughtful and intentful in the things that you do. So 
um, just being able to work alongside Vita and really get my, you know, like for real comic writing legs under me um, has been just a hell of an experience. Um, the editor, Brittany, um, has been amazing. Everything, if, you know, we wanted to do it or I want to keep something a certain way, there's been no pushback. Um, and then working with Aletha and just seeing like the pages when she turns them in, it's just been uh, just chilling actually um, mm. because issue one and now issue two, which I've seen in full um, each and every time. I'm just like, wow, this really, <laughs> this really turned into a thing and it turned out to, it turned out the way that we envisioned it. That's awesome. Yeah. And I love that for y'all. I really do. Cause I mean, I know we have to wrap it up because we all like I know you, you got things to do and you are booked and busy but <laughs> um, I do just want to say like I am very proud of like what y'all have created as a team and like to see this and like to have like followed you on you know Twitter and be, being neut- mutuals and like knowing you from like online it's just amazing to like see your journey as a creator to this point and I and I, I think this is just something I can't wait until like the next issue. I'm very excited to see what happens right. next. Like, can't wait. Oof. Um, because I feel like uh, some people think they might have it figured out, and they don't because Stephanie is in her M Night Shyamalan bag. So, hey. um, oh. if you if you think you know, I'm telling you, you, you have no idea. This is um, okay. it's a grand story. Uh, because it's. I wanted to make sure that there was just no question that Nubia needed more books. So mm. I'm just mm. trying to be as thoughtful as possible when writing and creating the series so that um, DC is left with no chance and just keep supporting. That's all I'll say, but I'm going to be writing for a while. So just, yeah. And we and also there's some, uh, there is, um, a big thing that's coming um I think it'll be here before December be but be on the lookout for that because I think that's really going hold on to your wigs is all I'll say I don't got no wig but I'll hold on to my scalp are you gonna have I mean, to hold on to the edges? I have hold I on have braids by then hold on to your scalp speaking about her there's something I wanted to like I know we're gonna wrap it but it's something I wanted to address yeah. because like we've like in our previous um chat with you we talked about um um, living heroes and how, yes. how important oh, yes. here plays a part the important role here plays a part in those comics and i it's the same thing is happening in in nubia yes. and amazon like i love the different hairstyles and i love the different eras of hairstyle because yes. there's hairstyles dating back to um i guess it would say like um pre-ad like in egypt in egypt mm-hmm. like you can see the different like you know like the, the iconic wigs of women like of nefertiti and mm-hmm. those and like african and african and egyptian queens and then you got up to the modern Bob and so, you know, like, to unlock yes. Yes. like shout out to you guys and the artists for including all of those black Yes. Yourself. And just versatility. Cause yeah. let me just say, yeah. I just love to see it. We don't have a bang. We don't have a straight bang and an Afro. We got no. versatile hair. <laughs> and to be quite honest, um, I almost had a heart attack. So Andromeda um, hair texture was supposed to be, um, way coarser than what it is because Andromeda mm. is black mm. uh but funny story uh for the cover of issue two um there was a little bit of a mix-up and there was supposed to be another character that Nubia was fighting with um so that had to change and I was like oh my god like 
are they gonna eat me up on the timeline if they said that this black woman got straight hair but um never didn't have it um <laughs> i mean hell they're amazons she came out she came out with um you know a little little bone straight uh bob the well of souls had some relaxer up in there somewhere right yes. <laughs> it just she got you know it was a press it was what was it called it was a silk press she got a so she has a permanent silk press so which um, i'm not mad at it but you know what no because like black women have straight hair too she got something she can know i know I, right. I, I know i just you know sometimes you bring that up people you'll bring that up people like i don't know what i'm like but it's true some people do um i was showing them my grandma's picture my grandmother had like bone straight hair all the way down to her butt because she was like half south asian like half yeah. Guyanese. yes it was guyanese mm-hmm. so like you got yeah. that straight hair y'all doing more than like what anybody i will just say that y'all are doing more than what we've seen in other like iterations when it comes to black hair being like illustrated when it like i mean there's been improvements over the years so like i just appreciate what we're seeing oh absolutely um you know i walked in like joanna scammer did that and i was like all white women to the back uh you got like my girl Carisi with her head wrap matching her dress yes 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 um so uh issue two just mm-hmm. a for some for folks to be out on the lookout you will there will be a, another hint or maybe you'll know right out the bat um whose hand that was on Nubia's back um in that oh. one panel yeah because I was waiting to see who that was but mm-hmm. we will just have to wait I believe that comes yeah that'll be available November 16th so yes. next month so who well i'll be ready to read that yeah, I, i'm excited um yeah i'm just really excited for y'all to read the rest of the story and to get uh more of the amazons uh what the wonder woman office is doing right now is something that's been needed for a really long time because there's no reason that uh diana prince should have been around almost as long as batman and superman but the woman, the Wonder Woman mythos, and the other Amazons aren't mm. as well known as the Bat Family. Mm. It's time to change that. Like, I want folks to walk away from you know all of these books with a sense of if you see an Amazon pop up somewhere, you know what time it is because you know what they're about. Like, you know them and their characteristics and their personality. So, it's time Love to wake that. them up. And th- on that note, I think that's an excellent way to wrap up our show. So if you don't mind letting people know if, where, if you want to be found, where can they find you, Steph? <laughs> okay, so I'm telling you, my days on Twitter are numbered, but oh, no. while <laughs> it'll be, y'all can need, find me I on TikTok cap- and Instagram. I'm sorry. Okay, it's but if, so you can follow me, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Steph underscore I underscore Will. I'm like, at this point, might as well just keep it all the same. And um, go to my website, whystuff.com, which I'm going to try my best to start updating with some stuff and just be on the lookout because um, I got other stuff that is happening. I just can't talk about it because it's doggone um, NDAs. Mm-hmm. We got well, it. NDAs mean you have great projects coming up. So <laughs> yes, when you're going to hibernation, we mourn, and then when you come back, we're like, yay, she's back. He's like a psycho. But <laughs> I love it, though. I appreciate y'all. The reason why I even bother to get back one, I'm like, you know, it's not all bad. Mm-hmm. This housecape has its good moments. I mean, <laughs> there's there's spots. There, there's some yeah. good spots, but you know, we try. Uh, but it's you season. It's you season, sis. It's all good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank um, you. 
anytime. But yeah, and with that, y'all can find our podcast on like if y'all want to follow us on Twitter and on Instagram is SHWH underscore pod on both those platforms. You can find me at Nisha Plays um, on Twitter and Instagram for my cosplays, other things, talking about anime all the time because mm-hmm. what else do I talk about? <laughs> and then Carolyn, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at CarrieCNH12, that's C-A-R-I-E-C-N-H-1-2. You can find me talking about K-Dramas using the hashtag Dramas with Carrie. And every Saturday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, I co-host Saturday Night Sci-Fi, where me and my co-hosts and our peeps, we live tweet um, sci-fi films from all around the world, shows included on multiple platforms, not just Netflix, because they're not the only one in this game. And Mm -hmm. I'm on a regular day just chatting about everything from politics to thirsting and, and all the things in between. And until our next episode of So Here's What Happened, thank you so much for listening to us and everyone stay safe. Bye. Bye.